Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Oh, got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Breaks a tackle. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, we've got some stuff to talk about. Um, let's see. I guess we'll go through a couple notes from Carl first. Um, honestly, not that much to talk about, although he was very excited today. He was very excited. Um, from there, I had a chance to talk with Jay Lee Stacks. I had a chance to talk with Austin Smith. And I'll be playing the audio from both of those interviews at the end of this podcast. So stick around for that. I will say the the audio quality is not great. You know, it's been pretty hit or miss so far this spring. Um, and in hindsight, it's like, why was I standing in a corner during all this? Like, of course, the corner is going to echo with those massive ceilings inside the... that Not inside the indoor practice facility, but that ticket office right outside it. So... It's, uh, I actually haven't gone back and tried to clean it up yet. And, uh, I mean, mostly because it, it seems like it's going to be really hard if I'm being honest with myself. And, uh, so there is that it's a, it's a little bit rough, but you're going to be able to hear it just fine because I'm going to be able to fix that. I'm sure I'm going to be able to fix that. Um, so that's the plan for today. Run through some stuff with Carl. Um, talk about what those two had to say pretty briefly, but then uh, playing those interviews at the end, I think it was about five or so minutes with Jay Lee Stacks um, and about 10 minutes with Austin Smith. Both really fun conversations. I'll say I'll say this right now. I Those are two of my favorite guys to talk to. And I actually had never met either of them before, but just the energy. Like Jay Lee fired up. Like he he's he's a he's a little ball of energy, which makes sense for like a fullback. Like I feel like you kind of have to be that. Right, because you're like plowing through guys and stuff. Um, if you can't like keep that energy high, it's gonna be pretty obvious pretty quick. Um, but then Austin, really smart guy, um, got to talk to him about all sorts of stuff, transitioning to tight end, um, what it's been like working with Clay Patterson, um, all that sort of stuff. And he had a bunch of of great insights. So um, it's always fun to like find those guys, or it's like, oh, this is a great interview. And it's not that there's like anyone on the team where it's like, oh, not talking to him, but. You know, it's like I, I go back to Casey Roddick a lot because he's a he's a fun, smart guy who has a lot of things to say. And uh, 
I think honestly, Jaylee and Austin are both probably on that list now, which is a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, so those those two interviews coming up at the end of the show. So definitely stick around for all that. Um, I don't think there's any other notes to get to. Uh, there's a couple new offers. I think there's like five or six Cherry Creek guys. I know Justin Guerrero from Rivals kind of compiled all that stuff on Twitter today. Um, but I think that's the closest thing we have to news, so we don't need to get into it. The Avs just put up nine goals. So here's here's a funny thing. Um, actually, we gotta t- I'll, I'll tell you about this stuff when we talk about DraftKings in a little bit. Let's just jump in with Carl here. Um, so, like I said, Carl was very excited today. Um, which is always fun, right? Like, cause you never really know. Like, it's not like Carl's like, oh no, gotta deal with Carl today. But you know, always fun when he like comes out. He's like, oh, that was awesome when he's like walking out the door and he's he's excited. And we didn't obviously get to see it. He actually made a joke. He's like, yeah, you guys couldn't see it. It's like, you know, we couldn't. Would have loved to though. Would have loved to have written more nice things. Turns out, turns out actually that kind of the stars of the day were Austin Smith and Jay Lee Stacks. So perfect timing right like that's, what a what a day to have requested those two um so one of the things carl said he actually kind of opened with this was that they did a lot of um he called it situational live work today there was a lot of, of work um near the goal line a lot of third and goal from the two uh, a lot of short third down stuff so that was kind of the the vibe you know it's a bunch of red zone drills and he actually set it up so that their uh, the, the 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 offense gets seven points for scoring a touchdown, the offense gets three points for kicking a field goal, the defense gets seven points for getting a stop, and he said uh, the the defense was up eleven uh, zero at the end, or, or sorry at the beginning of eleven quick ones. So I'm not sure how you get to eleven with those numbers, right? Because it's like seven, and but but he says it was eleven zero, and then the offense came came back and made it. 18 to, to 11 and wound up winning that way. Um, they were, they were playing like the, the fight song whenever the offense scored, which I'm not sure if that's been going on all camp. I, I know that they were doing it on Monday and on Wednesday. You can hear like the excitement from outside. Um, but it was good competitive work. You could tell Carl was really fired up by it. Um, and the guys were too. I, I talked to those two about it, of course, as well. Um, yeah, just he said he liked seeing the competition. There were no injuries and can't really do much more than that. Um, bu- 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 he, uh, let's see, I'm just kind of skipping through here. Uh, he said Dion's had a pretty good spring. Um, he also brought up Jaylee Stacks, that he, he surprised some people, had a really good spring too. Um, you know, he said that. They're they're hoping to see that second group close the close the gap with the first group, and the idea is that you know there's there's a bunch of guys who are hurt, a lot of them are starters, and because of that, you get a lot of extra work for guys like Jay Lee and Dion, um, and and if those two and the rest of them really can can step up and make it so that you kind of have two first lines, it'll make things a lot easier when guys get hurt inevitably over the course of the season. Um, but but he brought up Jay Lee is one of those guys who stepped up, um, brought up the safeties in the corners. He says that they're they're looking really good and that that depth is really stepping up, kind of evening out that gap. Um, Marvin Ham, um, he's he's saying that he's having the the best football that he's seen him play since he's been there. He's getting a lot of reps right now, um, and those are paying off. Um, 
brought up Zion playing really well behind him. Alvin Williams. Uh, it was a big day for Alvin Williams. I think uh, we also heard. Oh, now that now that I'm here, this is what happens when you do a podcast at midnight. Carl brought up Alvin Williams and said like he's he's playing really well. Um, but Mr. Williams, so Alvin Williams is an outside linebacker. Mr. Williams is an inside linebacker. I'm pretty sure that it was Alvin also that Austin brought up when I asked him like who's the toughest guy to block. Um, so I thought that that was interesting, but you guys will hear if that's Alvin or Mr. My, my brain is not there right now. I could go look, it's not worth it. Um, putting pressure on the quarterback, you know, that's one of the things that he's been emphasizing brought up that they had the fewest sacks in the pac 12 last year. Alvin Williams contributing there as well. Um, prop Zion again. Okay. Here's, here's some stuff on Austin Smith. Um, said he's a talented young man. He's going to be a different dimension for us offensively. He's still a young player, though. Uh, he still hasn't played a snap yet. He's still going through some growing pains. Metaphorically, uh, he had a touchdown today, um, but afterward, he, he got stripped in the end zone. And, I mean, again, like he's in the end zone, and so it means that you get the touchdown. Um, but you could tell Carl didn't love that, and Austin... <laughs> Well, you can hear Austin had to say later on. Um, but Carl said he has a really bright future. He's going through some growing pains. There's some things where you say, oh, okay, uh, that looks pretty good. This, or sorry, oh, okay, that needs to be cleaned up. Um, or that could be pretty good. Sorry, I'm really rambling right now. But So let's keep building on the the good category, eliminate. And then he kind of paused and was like, eliminate kind of stupid stuff. And it's like, no, not stupid stuff. He's just inexperienced. Uh, he's out growing. He's getting better. Um, so there's an update because you know Austin has been one of the one of the clear stars of camp. I think Eric Olson probably at the top of the list. Now we're we're just past the halfway point now, um, but but it does seem like Austin's name is coming up more and more and more. Um, so it's what you want to hear. And I think Carl maybe tempered things just a little bit, right? Saying like, yeah, I mean, there's still plenty to work on. And Austin says the same thing, uh, which you'll hear later, but. It's good to know. Uh, it's good to know. Um, uh, yeah, he said Jay Lee did some really, really positive things today. This was when he was asked who was kind of the star of the offense of that comeback. Rob Jay Lee um, also said that Dion had a touchdown, and uh, he has said that Jay Lee's been a little bit more consistent, made some plays happening. Um, he said it's been very surprising to all of us, but we're excited. Um, but he brought him up. Then next up was Austin with the touchdown. Um, said the offensive line looks like a different group than it was a year ago. Um, have chip on their shoulder. Didn't have a very good year on, on either front, offensive or defensive front, but the competition's been really good. Um, he said that like they're competitive. There's fisticuffs. There's stuff like that. Um, and they said, like, we're, you know, you like to see the energy. You don't want people to fight, and so it's kind of cool. But, but I mean, from the outsider, you definitely want to hear that there are fights between the offensive line and the defensive line on the practice field. Like, just straight up, that is a good thing. Um, it's like, yeah, you don't want anybody to, like, get hurt or anything. You want everybody to be, like, friends and stuff. But also, you just need that level of caring, really. Um, but, yeah, said so that there was a lot of a lot of progress Um there, 
says that Tommy Brown has kind of become one of the, I think he said one of, he's been a popular guy. Um, everybody enjoys having him around. And he said he's also like been a really good football player, but he's a jokester. He's a lot of fun, um, has a great work ethic. And that's one of the things that kind of jumps out where it's like, yeah, I guess if you come from Bama, where everybody's just working their ass off every single day, I bet you do have a good work ethic. Um, and so for Tommy to have that energy and that, uh, it's good stuff there. Um, Let's see. Where do we go from here? Always a good question. You know what? Here's where we're going to go. We're going to keep this one short. Real quick. DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, so I had a bit of a rough betting night, uh, which is surprising because things are going really well. For, for a second, I thought that I was in line to make quite a bit of money. And I guess that's why it wasn't, I mean, I was 0 for 2. But let me tell you what those two bets were. Um, so first, the Avs game. I'm not sure if you guys watched, but the Avs won 9-3. to It was it was incredible. Like, they scored nine goals. Just insane. Um, oh, wait. Okay. Well, well first, the Avs. Um, I had them to score the first goal in the game. They did that. I had them to win by three and a half, or more than three and a half. So to win by four goals. Um, which is a bold pick, obviously, but they easily did that. I also had them to score the last goal, which they did not do, which sucks. But um, that that would have paid out plus four seventy five, so like a ten dollar bet would have been fifty seven fifty that comes back out of it. Um, here's the thing that I think is wrong, though. So I actually made the other bet, which I thought missed, but I just opened my DraftKings account, and I guess it didn't miss. Um, but the the Pelicans, I had them to beat the Spurs in this play-in game um, for C.J. McCollum to hit three threes, for the Pelicans to win the first half. All those things happened. I also had Brandon Ingram over 25.5 points. Um, and this one was plus 450, so about the same odds. Um, and I thought that he finished with 25. Like, I was obviously watching down to the wire, and, like, he was passing the ball uh, a couple of those possessions at the end, and it's just brutal to watch. But yeah, DraftKings has him with 27. I'm not sure how that happened. So I guess that bet hit. So never mind. It actually turned out to be a pretty good night. Um, so that's exciting for me. And it could have been exciting for you if you had been betting with DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, it's it's seriously the best sportsbook app out there. I obviously really like the same game parlays. You can definitely get in on those. And the, the reason I actually made those is because they were risk-free parlays. So um, you get, for the, the play-in, uh, you could get a oh oh I'm looking at the wrong read because I was wondering not to spoil what's gonna happen next week but this week also uh, for each day of the play-in you get a risk-free bet up to ten dollars if your same game parlay doesn't hit so you throw ten dollars down on one of those uh, which is what I did throw ten dollars down you win forty five or you get ten dollars back in a risk-free bet uh, or, or in a in a free bet so an awesome promotion and because of that i made some money so you love you love to see that um but also if you're a new user you can bet five dollars on any team to win any of these play-in games you'll get 150 dollars in free bets instantly you don't need to get your bet right you just got to make the bet and the money will just come straight back at you right away it's awesome stuff um so use that promo code dnvr at DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also want to tell you guys about Athletic Greens. So if you hadn't, haven't heard about Athletic Greens, you probably haven't been listening to this podcast for very long because we talk about it 
pretty often. Um, but what it is, is it's basically this powder. You scoop it up, you put it in your drink, you shake it up, and then you drink it. And it's filled with all sorts of really good things. There's 75 high-quality vitamins. There's minerals in there. There's whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, just so much awesome stuff that helps with your immune system, your nervous system, gut health, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things, everything that you could want. So whether you're looking for more energy or you don't have the time to take a bunch of different supplements, um, you just want better gut health. That's like a, a thing that's going around. I remember my mom telling me about that a few years ago, but now it seems like it's everywhere. Um, Athletic Greens is the answer. And actually, so for me, I always take it in the morning. I, I like wake up. I go to the kitchen. I like shake that up. I like to, they give you like the little shaker thing. Um, I like to throw some of that crushed ice in there and then shake it until that's all gone. And then it's all well shook up. And then it's also really cold. I drink all that and I go to the gym. That's always my routine. But I've actually recently started making like bigger batches. So I'll, I'll make just like a whole bunch of it. And wind up with, <laughs> here's another thing. Um, I haven't done the dishes in too long. I've been drinking out red Solo cups for a couple days, uh, which is kind of a throwback. Um, but uh, I've been getting like two, two and a half glasses usually of those, two and a half red Solo cups of those. And you just pound all that. And it's just a good way to start your day because like all that stuff is good for you. It's also just good for you to drink water. Um, so Athletic Greens, also, if you sign up, you'll get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. It's a great deal. Go to athleticgreens.com slash buffs. That's athleticgreens.com slash B-U-F-F-S. And uh, take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And also... Escape Artist is the highest awarded topical brand in Colorado. It prioritizes quality and consistency. Uh, with ratios available in 1 to 1 and high ratio CBD 20 to 1, we have you covered. Always using the best materials and ingredients to deliver the premium experience. Their 800-800 creams are Escape Artist's highest potency creams available. They penetrate penetrate deep from uh, through to help uh, muscle discomfort. All the way down to the bone. Uh, they are non-greasy, non-staining. They're fast-absorbing. They take 10 minutes or less to start working, and the benefits last up to two to three hours. Um, you can pick up Escape Artists at Colorado's premier dispensary. That's Light Shade with 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations. Their Barnum location is now open. It's one block off of 6th Avenue Federal, and it is the biggest Light Shade store with specialty products not offered at other locations. Plus, they have a bunch of different specials uh, for 420, including five best-selling products. They'll be buy one, get one for a dollar from April 20th to the 26th. So get in on that at Lightshade. And podcast listeners can get 25% off on non-sale items with code DMVR. Shop online at lightshade.com for pickup or visit a Lightshade location near you. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so we're going to get into this audio uh, we're going to hit Austin Smith here first. So you guys can hear him talk for yourself. I don't think there's any other like background you need, um, except that, I mean, but again, even he covers this stuff. We've we've covered it here as well. You know, he was a receiver in high school. Um, he was a receiver because he played somewhere where there were not tight ends. <laughs> like, that just wasn't a thing. Uh, I forget what the high school's call off the top of my head. I just finished my story about him. Go to the dmvr.com to read that. There's some good stuff. Um, but... He, uh, 
I didn't realize he was like, he said he was 175 pounds before COVID. Again, you're going to hear all this stuff from him. I think that we've covered the tight ends enough. Um, just the, the idea of him flexing around, like the idea of him and Brady lining up next to each other, then he flexes out in the slot, Brady motions in the backfield, and all of a sudden it's a totally different look, and the defense has to readjust everything, and all within five seconds. You know, the defense has to rethink everything and change their all their little checks and all those sorts of things. And it just gives the offense such an advantage. And while Brady obviously can do what Brady does, Austin can do some pretty cool stuff too. So uh, here's here's Austin Smith, a redshirt freshman tight end. We heard you you had a touchdown today? Uh, I had I had two, but one was a oh, seven really? on seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well what happened on those? Uh, the seven on seven one, it was just uh, it was a corner, and okay. I just got in front of the linebacker. And then the other one, it was a deep over, but I really wasn't supposed to get the ball. It was weird. It just popped up into my arm. Okay. It like went through somebody else. It was supposed to go somebody else, but it popped in my arm, and I had it. So just tucked it down and went into a touchdown. Awesome. Um, Carl also said that the ball got knocked out afterward. Did you hear about that at all? Oh no, no. <laughs> I like it. Um, I mean, just for you going into year two, like, what, where's your confidence level? Like? Um, it's building, especially with Coach Patterson. I mean, it's it's crazy how much he knows about the game. Yeah. I mean, I'm really, it's really a blessing just to be able to to get coached by him. You know, I was I was never a tight end. I was always yeah. a receiver. So. You know, him really teaching me how to use my body to an advantage is is really helping me build my confidence up. You know, I have a long way to go, but he's helped me build my confidence up a lot. What was that like for you just in the recruiting process? Like, so were, were teams looking at you saying, we want you to be a receiver, or we want you to be a tight end? Um, well, first off, I was, I was getting recruited as a receiver in my okay. junior year, college 175. But wow. then okay. by, um, it was January of my junior year. And then by my senior year in June, I got to 225. How does that happen? COVID, guys. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Texas is just down there. I literally, all I had to do, I mean, I lived out on a farm. So, like, okay. all I had to do was eat and lift. That's all I did. Yeah. I watched Netflix, too. But I lived a pipe like three times a day. Just huh. ate nonstop. But then school, I went to a camp in summer. It was a D2 camp because um, one of the biggest schools sent me there because, you know, the band. And... This guy comes up to me, he's like, do you want to go D1? I'm like, of course. And he says, you're a tight end now. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was that easy? That easy. I just, I, heard that I just switched and, you know, they marketed me as a tight end and now I'm here. It seems like it'd be kind of tough to accept that though. Like, where you have to spend a lot of time blocking and, and you aren't just out there going up against a little DBs. <laughs> I mean, I like a challenge. Okay. I like a challenge. So it was, it was a, it was a big switch, but yeah. I'm still catching the ball, so. I feel like I could, I could bring a lot of versatility to the tight end position. Because you don't necessarily just have to line up in line. You know, with with you and Brady, there's some versatility. With oh, Brady, sure. it's more like flex them into the backfield. With yeah. you, it's it's more out in the slot. For sure. Is that a challenge just to learn, like, e even just how to play that that kind of receiver position from the tight end spot? Is there anything um, different there? To be honest, when I'm out there, when they split when they split me out, I just take myself as a receiver. All the tight end. Not all the tight end notions just go out the door. So I, when I split out a receiver, when I split out a receiver, I'm a receiver. Okay. I'm in line, tight end. Okay. Um, what kind of farm did you grow up on? Um, it was pretty much a lot. Like we yeah. Grew, we grew up. Uh, 
We grew some squash every once in a while. Some gardens. We always had cows. Okay. Uh, we had some horses. You know, it was 50 acres, and we had to buy some more land, and huh. you know, I kind of miss it. <laughs> how long has that been in your family? Um, I'm not sure how long it's been in my family, but okay. I grew up on it. You know, okay. I never knew anything else. Yeah, I'm from Montana, so it's all oh, like sure. the same yeah. stuff up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's what's the process of learning how to block like? Hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um. I mean, at first, my first, you know, semester here, I really couldn't get the grip of it. And then, you know, Coach Patterson came and he, he, he describes it as he has this thing called the road to 500. And it's from this movie called uh, something. And it's these guys who like from their kid childhood build up to 500 street fights. So you got, you have to think when you're in there, like it's either hit or be hit. You got to hit them first, you know? And once I like figured that out and started really like applying that to my game, I feel like it's starting to get easier. I mean, I, like I said, I still have a long way to go, but I feel like it's getting really easier. How, where are you at size wise? Like, like, are you, are you comfortable at the weight you're at right now? Are you trying to build more? Oh, I'm going to build more. I, I, feel, I feel like I can get up to how much I want. I mean, my frame can hold it, but I gotta, I gotta put some more weight on. Okay. But I'm keeping, I'm trying to keep my speed at the same time. Okay. In, in practice, when when you're when you're running routes, who who provides trouble for you? Um, like cornerback wise. Yeah. Or or, or linebackers, whoever they well, line up. Um, let me think. I would say Nico Reed. Okay. He's a smaller guy. Oh man, Nico's Nico's cold. <laughs> Nico, yeah. Nico is like he has the underdog mentality. Huh. He, I feel like he's always been, you know, he's not been the biggest, but you mm-hmm. know, he's gonna get after you. He's gonna take that, that, that fire, you know, and he's gonna get after you. Did he have one on you in the scrimmage? A breakup? I, that might have been Josh. I'm not. Even, it was Josh. It was, it Josh. was Josh. Okay. Yeah, Josh is stepping up for for a freshman. I, okay. I like to see him grow. Okay. What about blocking wise? Like, blocking? who's who's toughest to block? Mm. I say Mr. Williams probably. Interesting. Mr. Okay. Williams, yeah. Okay. Because Mr.'s like, when he sits in there, it's gonna take a lot to just. I'm, I'm just have to like run sprint full sprint at him just to, <laughs> you know, get him off his track. You know, yep. he's, he's really good. He knows really how to play play off a block. Okay. Um. What's what's the communication like with you in the offensive line? Uh, it's pretty good. You Is know, it? if if we don't know what they're doing, we don't know what we're doing. So, and that's a big thing Coach Sanford teaches is communi- over-communicate. Okay. You know, so even if you know something, when you get to the line, it's still like, so, like what you got? What do you have? Like, we have this, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of that. That makes sense. Um, so one of the things that Clay's told us is that he wants to, to include more people in the passing game. You know, not just focus so much on receivers who get the ball. You guys get the ball, the running backs. Do you feel like you're seeing that play out at all? Oh, of course. Yeah? I mean, I've been a lot of targets. I just got to bring most of them in. You know, I got to, I don't know, I just got to be a better player. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have been getting a lot of targets, though, and I, yeah. I really like that. Okay. Um, what was it like last year not, not getting to play? Uh, heartbreaking. Yeah? Did you think uh, you were going to play? I mean, of course, but then I came up here and had that soft tissue injury, and, you know, you just – you fall into a state of what am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. you're depressed and yeah. you're, just, you're fighting through it. You know, my family's back at the farm. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't even let them come see me. Huh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let them come to a game until I. I, I did a, end up playing on special teams the last two play two games, but you know, it meant the world to me. 
just just getting to play, you know. Yeah. Even the three snaps I played, it was just like heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you, did you was it? It's kind of different playing special teams versus playing offense. Oh, for sure. And for you, I mean, you're probably focused on, you know, how to go catch balls, how to block that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Like special teams wise, is there like a, a technique that you have to learn to do that sort of stuff? Oh yeah, especially with Coach Reiner. I mean, it's it's a lot of technique, yeah. but that's probably the best special teams coach in the country. You think so? <laughs> oh, I know so. Okay. That's the best. He knows everything through thick and thin, okay. everything, and he'll teach you. You know, I I told him. You know, after coming off the injury, you know, there was a slim chance of me really playing tight end. So I was like, put me in. You know, anything anything you can put me in, you put me in. I don't care if I'm on field or kickoff. And he taught me. He took me on his wing and taught me. All right, there's Austin Smith. That audio got – I cleaned it up pretty well. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I almost feel like I need to plug in what it was before at the end of this podcast just so you guys can hear what that sounded like and be impressed by me. But – I guess that isn't really the point of all this. Um, good stuff, though. Obviously, bright guy. Um, I th- He really wants it, right? Like, isn't that what stands out the most? That's what stands out the most to me. Like, it's like, oh, it's COVID. Might as well go work out three times a day. That was not my approach. That was not my approach. I wish it would have been. I'd be, I'd be happy about it now. But, you know, when you have that sort of mentality, it's no wonder he winds up with a Division One offer. Right, because he was he was the last addition to this class. You know, I think he committed at like the end of April or something. Um, so less than a year ago now, which is kind of wild to think about. But he was he was a late addition, and the reason was he was kind of a late bloomer. And you know, I made this pretty clear in the past, but he's one of those guys that the the recruiting ranking systems did not think highly of. But I really do. And based on what we've been hearing this camp, based on just like what he is, right? a wide receiver who's now playing tight end, there's a lot to be excited about, especially when you take into account just the the work ethic and, and how badly he obviously wants it, like not letting his family come visit him because he wasn't going to play in the football game. That's, it's, it's good stuff. I mean, maybe not like, I don't, I'm not like a psychologist or somebody who tells you whether you're doing the smart, healthy things that you should do for yourself, but as somebody who wants the Buffs to be good at football because my job becomes a lot more fun, I liked what I heard. Um, so there we go. There's there's Austin Smith. Uh, next up is Jaylee Stacks. And again, I think that we've basically covered the context, right? He's He mostly played fullback last year. He's getting quite a bit of, or quite a bit of run at, uh, at running back, just tailback this year um, because, you know, Alex Fontenot is limited. Um there's only like three other running backs. And so uh, he, he's he's played a bunch of running back and he's looked really good. You know, he was he was one of my guys who I thought was really going to break out last year. And um, guess what? I was wrong. But maybe this time around, maybe this time around, he uh, he figures things out because it sounds like things are going well in camp. Physical day. Yeah, Carl said that you uh, you had some big plays today. What 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 does that look like out there? Uh, honestly, uh, just you know playing the game I love. You know, every day. You know, today we had live here, so it's full go. So you know, a little scrimmage before the scrimmage on Saturday. So it's it's good okay. to get that in. Yeah. And it's it's some like close to the goal line sort of work uh, yeah. out there too. Yeah, clo- uh, goal line, third and two. Yep. So you got to get it. It's, Sounds it's, like that's right up your alley. Yeah, and then uh, we play we play the point system. So like uh-huh. if we score, we got seven points. The defense 
stopped us. They got seven. We played the 18. So you know, okay. make it a little fun. Yeah, make it a, you know, make it a little game between us. So is, is that new so far in practice, pulling out that uh, sort of stuff? Yeah, that's new. I, I, since I've been here, you know, I've never seen. I, I like it though. I, I've do? never seen it, but. I like I like the idea of what he did, but it was cool. It was cool. I think it got everybody's energy up, playing for something you know to lose, and you don't want to lose. So it was actually fun. Yeah. What's it like just being able to get out there? You know, it's it's a very shallow room right now. Only a few backs in there. Like you, you get quite a few opportunities. Oh yeah, just make the most of everything. I mean, I, there 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 is only what four backs, but there'll be more backs. So you know, gotta every rep you have, you gotta show what you have. Every day, 110 percent. You can't, you can't give a day where you're 90 percent because you know it's all going to fluctuate. So you got to, you got to be the best you every day. So for you, obviously last year you mostly got on the field playing some fullback. Yes, sir. When you're in a room where it's, it's a room of running backs, you're all running backs, but you're kind of doing something different a lot of the time. Yeah. What's that like when you're kind of the only one trying to learn about how to play that fullback position? Oh yeah, I mean. We will go over all the running back plays, but then Hagen will, you know, talk to me, single me on there, and be like, "Hey, Jaylee, on this 21 package, fullback, you have this, this, and that." Yeah. You know, so you know he he he, he singles me out to make sure I know what I'm doing on running back and on fullback. So you know, I've, so far I've gotten it all. Okay. Yeah. Does it make it tough to learn like technique sort of stuff just because you probably aren't spending as much time on that? I mean, it is a little hard. You got to like learn, but I feel like. If I was a receiver, because the receivers and the quarterbacks have to learn so much, so I'm like, if I, they could do that, I could do my position. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, when when you came to CU, did you envision yourself as like a, a tailback, as a fullback, or what did you think your role would be? I, I thought it would be something what they have me right now. Okay. I mean, I am bigger, so I can contribute at fullback, so I thought that was something they But I am a running back, too, so yeah. you know, I do a little bit of both. But I, I knew that coming in. Yeah, so... In terms of like like your split at this point, I, I guess when when you're kind of short on running backs in practice, you get a lot of extra time out there. Yeah. But it, it's got to be. It, is it tough to kind of switch between those two roles because it is kind of like a little bit of a different job? Uh, no, honestly, it's when me. It's because it's usually me and D. When yeah. if I know D's in there, I know. All right, I'm fullback. I'm, yeah. This is my mode. This is what I am right now. If it's just me. Uh, H. I, I know. Just switch the gears. You know. You got to be a different. You got to be a different person on each position. You yeah. Can't, you can't be the same guy. You can't be a tailback trying to play fullback because you're gonna get blasted. Yeah. You can't be trying to be. I mean, you could be a fullback trying to play <laughs> tailback, but you know, you just gotta be. You just gotta fluctuate what you're doing. That way. Um, you know, one, one of the things Plays told us is that he wants the passing game to be a little bit more diverse. Yeah. You know, not just getting the ball to the receivers, but focusing on the tight ends, focusing on the running backs. Yeah. Has that played out in practice at all? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, today, fullback pass, touchdown. Yeah. So it's everything. He's he's talk, talking about receivers, running backs, you know, fullbacks, every tight ends, get them all in there. I mean, you don't want to just throw the receivers all day. They're going to lock that up. So, you know, it's good to have all that, that dynamic in there. So. I like I like the offense. Yeah, and it seems like it plays into your hands a little bit too, just because that, that. I mean, not that we've seen you play too much, but it seems like that's one of your strengths is the ability to catch the ball and break some tackles. Oh yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I. That's what made makes me who I am. You know, what I mean, I I am a bigger body. You know, I can break tackles, but I think to have good hands is it also contributes to the to measure. Awesome. Um, you know, going through the last couple seasons, you don't get on the field all that much. Yeah. 
was that kind of challenging to, to wait your turn? Uh, I mean, for sure. But, you know, I, but I always thought about it like, you know, come, come in every day and try to be better. 10%, 1% better. I mean, the guys that, you know, Dion, Fontenot, Jay Brew, you know, they had to wait their turn too. So wait, I'm going to wait my turn and be great too. So just like them, you know, Dion, got, Dion was on the field this year, you know. He had to wait his time, so I'm wait. I had to wait mine, so hopefully this year I can show what I have. Yeah, um, you you kind of have like a front row seat to the offensive line. Obviously, they struggled a little bit last yeah. year. What's what's the difference this year? Uh, they're communicating. They're huh. they're they're up there. They know. I think they as as an offensive line. I think they know what what they're doing. Up, keep blah blah. They're they're calling things out. They're physical. They're, they're physical and. So what what I've seen is they're better online. They're definitely better online, and they're doing they're doing their thing out there. All right, there's Jay Lee again. I just really like both these guys, and I do think Jay Lee's gonna Jay Lee's gonna do some things this year. He's um he's again like this this fullback role in this sort of offense. I think could wind up being a pretty important one. You know, you talk about how. You you can motion around Brady. You can motion around Austin Smith. I think you can do the same thing with Jay Lee. You know, you you line him up. You know, just say you have a tight end to the right. You know, tight end to the right. Two wide receivers split out, one on each side, and you uh, you line up like a strong formation with uh, Jay Lee at fullback on the right side. So you have him and Brady over there. Well, then all of a sudden, right before the snap, you switch him over to the left side. All of a sudden, that just changes all those checks. It changes all those checks. And then the balance is thrown off. All of a sudden, there might just be a blown assignment somewhere. Just the versatility that they have, I think, can really open some things up for them. And, uh, again, I think you could do more with him than just ask him to play fullback. I think you could – maybe he could line up at tight end. He could definitely play running back. So he's going to be a fun one to watch. He's got great hands. He's he's shifty. He breaks tackles. He punishes tacklers. There's going to be a role for Jaylee Stacks this year, and I'm really excited to see what it is. Um, That's going to do it for today. I'll be back – yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm actually not sure what we're going to talk about. Um, I really don't know. But – on Thursday, we will talk about something. It might be maybe maybe just go back and go through the big storylines from the first half of camp. That'd be good. That'd be a good way to do it. Maybe I'll come up with something better, but I do think that that's probably the best idea. Um, we'll be back at some point tomorrow, though, with another podcast, and uh, I'll see you then.